Will Liverpool sign a midfielder? That is the question on everybody's mind. Who should you be picking in your FPL when it comes to the Liverpool players this upcoming week against Bournemouth? And which one realistic signing are the LFC transfer room contributors picking to choose for Liverpool? All this and more on this week's podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. Hello everybody and I am Richie. Welcome to another edition of The Room, the podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. I am one of your hosts today and we're in a bit of a sombre mood because last night we uh, did the unthinkable and lost to Manchester United. We're not going to talk about that. I don't think anything else needs to be said. I'm sure it's been everywhere. You want to avoid it. So we're going to get on to transfer news instead, as we always do. We're not going to dwell too much on the game because onwards and upwards. Alex, uh, apart from the game aside, how are you? Um, certainly a lot more busy. It seems like now this could be the busiest, you know, our transfer window's been since obviously we signed Nunes. So things could start heating up and hopefully they do in terms of business. So I'm, I'm good apart from the result. And over to uh, Rigo. How are you today? Uh, doing well, all things considered. Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a somber boot uh, to say the least. Uh, just, you know, kind of trying to stay off social media channels, but it's hard enough. But otherwise, doing well. Thanks for checking. Yeah, have to, we have to check on each other when when these results happen. They don't happen too often under the clock era, but when they do, it is heartbreaking. Let's talk about the transfer roundup. Liverpool may stick to their guns in regard to their midfield options this summer. They can take pride in the fact and do take pride in the fact that they don't sign players for the sake of it. And they point to past successes in terms of wanting the right man to be available. That's from Neil Jones from Goal. Liverpool have decided not to re-enter the transfer market this summer to bolster their midfield department. That's from The Athletic's James Pearce. More bad news. Uh, Real Madrid are interested in Borussia Dortmund's Jude Bellingham for next summer. That's from The Athletic and Liverpool will be facing competition from them and Manchester City if they want to sign 19-year-old. Naby Keita's latest injury is a genuine one and that is real concern about the severity of it and that comes from various outlets including Jurgen Klopp himself. Some good news. Ecuadorian outlet Studio Football has claimed that Manchester United, I know he said we won't talk about them, but they do feed into this story, made a firm offer for Moises Caicedo, the Brighton midfielder, but he didn't want to move to Old Trafford. And instead, apparently, Liverpool are preparing to make an offer. I wanted to end on some good news there. Um, Alex, let's go over to you. Is there anything in there um, that, that took you by surprise? Or do you think that actually what Neil Jones and James Pearce are saying is perhaps right? I think, personally, I think it was all right up until yesterday against United. Um, It was funny because after we lost, I thought, well, if there's anything that's going to push us to go and sign a midfielder, even out of just pressure from from supporters, it was that loss yesterday. Maybe it was the tipping point to actually go and dip back into the market. Um, The Kiter thing, I'm sure Klopp quoted it. Um, He fell just like that, injured. That sums up his time at Liverpool. You know, he, he can't stay fit. I feel like he's had he's had his chances now. Um obviously he's he's looking to extend still, so hopefully we, we can we can tie that down just to make a profit off him and then hopefully bring someone in. But I think a lot a lot of these um, you know, were done with business. They, they would have been concrete and they would have been spot on. But I feel like yesterday is just you know, it was such a, a pivotal moment. Perhaps now that sort of feeling about making a midfield sign and changes internally from Liverpool. 
the Cater one is interesting because he was actually only injured for eight games last season, um, which isn't actually a, tr a tremendous amount. He had seven in a row from uh, the end of October up until December, and then he had one from March to April. Um, and the fact that he didn't find the rhythm or he wasn't being played consistently is what now would raise alarm bells because it, it used to be injuries that kept him out of the squad. He didn't come on against Palace. And it looks almost as if that trust from Klopp has, has completely gone. We know that he's unhappy. We know that he's unsettled. So with Naby Keita, it's a massive conundrum now because either Liverpool sign him and it's a bit of a blind signing, if I'm honest, to extend him and, and hold his value or he goes on a free next year and Klopp doesn't really rely on him this year. That's, that's what it seems like. So that's an Naby Keita conundrum at the moment. Um, you know, maybe bad timing that his injury actually happened uh, when when his agent spoke out. But, you know, we have to trust Klopp on what the club say. He is going for scans today, but it doesn't look great. Uh, Rigo, over to you about the transfer roundup. Uh, everything bad except for that last bit of news as far as Moise Canceto. Uh, that would be uh, awfully great, obviously, if we, we were to bring him in. 20-year-old Ecuadorian um, just goes after the ball. Great tackling machine. Great great getter of the ball. Uh, definitely needed for us, uh, especially after yesterday's performance and, and the lack of athleticism, speed, and just fire from from the, our, our veterans at that midfield. Um, that would be great. Uh, highly doubtful, just uh, again, from all the bit of news from your James Spears, your Neil Jones, et cetera, et cetera, saying that we're done. And again, from our history, as far as uh, getting deals done, ahead of time and betting them in as soon as possible. I kind of feel like we're 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 beating a dead horse here as far as the transfers, but uh I, I certainly hope after yesterday's collapse and the absolute no showing of the midfield that it would prompt us to make a move. Uh, I feel it's necessary. We can't uh put the pressure uh not only on the youngsters but on on these aged veterans with a lot of miles on their legs to carry us forward. If you do a comparison between the top six midfielders uh midfields and ours I, I kind of feel we're at the bottom of that tier and that's quite unfortunate Manchester United outran us yesterday and that doesn't happen very often you know Manchester United outrunning any team let alone a Liverpool team get outrun it doesn't happen very often it does feel like we need to dip in to to, to the to the market but let me take you back to July because Jurgen Klopp was asked this question do you need midfield reinforcements? Do you need to improve your midfield? And Klopp being the loyalist to all of these players that he is, listed nine players and he said, now you tell me where I need to improve. So going into this season, Klopp didn't feel like he needed to improve these players. And that's fine if Klopp feels that. But to now, yes, injuries are massive. Like, And again, we've been hit again. It always seems to happen. It was a centre-back issue a couple of years ago. But for the optimist amongst us, you will remember we did sign two centre-backs on transfer deadline there in January in Ozan Kabak, who came in and played, and Ben Davis, who's still waiting for his first actual appearance for Liverpool. Um, but it's it's a little bit naive to think the likes of Oxlade-Chamberlain, Thiago, Keita, Fabino still picks up soft tissue injuries, Henderson, Milner are not going to get injured at some point during that season. So yes, we might have nine midfielders, but they're not midfielders who are readily available at any time at any one moment any consistent moment even as well so you know it, it's one of those that yes we have nine midfielders and on paper they're quality but it feels like they're not available I mean what are your expectations I'm not talking about your wants I, I you know we all want a midfielder and if we're being greedy we could say we want another wide player what are your expectations what do you expect from Liverpool Rigo, I'm going to go over to you. What do you expect from Liverpool over this next week? 
man. Uh, I think I've just been conditioned to not expect a move, uh, unfortunately. Uh, you know, uh, we tend to make our moves early and bring these players in uh, as soon as possible, as soon as we're able to, to, to make the transfer. And that we haven't yet is, is a sign that, yeah, that they're going to go with what they have. And you listed out nine players there, but again, you know, when, when you're taking a, a look at them, besides Fabinho, you're not really afraid of any of them coming to make a tackle, afraid of any of them going past you, being super creative. Um, so I feel well, we are lacking in, in toughness, creativity, and athleticism in the midfield, but Klopp believes in them. And, and when they are healthy and clicking, they, they can do the job. It just seems that the guys who were... Uh, you know, set up to rise if there was an opening, let's say Tiago getting hurt, which we kind of all expect, or Kate being hurt, which we kind of all expect. They're hurt at the same time as well. Like, this is the time that I would expect Curtis Jones to kind of make his mark and and either cement himself or show what he's made of. And he was actually the first one out, you know? So it's 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 real bad. Um, I hope we do, but uh, I I certainly don't believe we, we will. Uh, what do you think, Alex? I think I think Richie hit it on the head um, in terms of firstly, you know, Klopp's stance on it. He's never he's never going to be one of them managers who comes out and says we need transfers because the whole midfield department's just going to hear that and take note and feel obviously surplus to requirements. I don't think that's how he he plays. But it's I'm struggling to think of a midfielder who is always available in our in our midfield. Even you know Henderson, he has his problems uh, for being no starting to now you know increase the amount of injuries he gets. Thiago. As well, you know, there there are three, you know, who, who you'd go to to look for. That everyone everyone picks up injuries throughout the season, every season. So yeah, we got death, but it's, it's not it's not readily available death. So I I think I, I can't see us signing anyone just because I'm a bit pessimistic when it comes to stuff like that. But I think if if there was ever a time, this is the closest we're ever going to get to to signing a midfielder this summer. But still, a part of me just thinks. It's not going to happen. Especially as well, Liverpool are so astute in the market and we hail them for it as well. We say about their net spend is is phenomenal and the achievements that they've they've had throughout this net spend is is phenomenal. There's a, it, is, it is unprecedented, but at the same time, there is that, there is money there to spend. And I generally believe that if if we needed a player, now is the time to, to bring someone in. And yes, we might have to pay an extra 10, 20 million perhaps but it has to be the right player. And this is what I wanted to bring bring us on to, really. If we are going to sign the right player, we, we put it onto Twitter universe early. And I, I've asked all, all the um, LFC transfer room contributors as well to pick a choice. Who would their realistic choice be? Now, it had to be a realistic choice. So I'm going to list off some of them. I know that Alex Rigo and myself have, have chosen different ones. So these are some of the honourable mentions. Jacob Ramsey, Yuri Tielemans, Kaudu Kone, Leandro Paredes, Moise Caicedo, who we mentioned earlier, James Madison, um, Husam Ayor, Lovro Meyer, amongst other suggestions too. There's a good eight or nine players there that people have, have suggested, you know, throughout. But I did ignore Jude Bellingham and uh, Nicolo Barella shouts because they don't fit the bill of being realistic. One of which is quoted today, Borussia Dortmund actually now want 146 million for Jude Bellingham which is, is obviously not going to happen. And uh, Barella does not want to leave Italy. So they're two unrealistic shouts, really. We've also going to add three of our own. Okay, so thank you to all of those who uh, contributed. Um, 
thank you for those. There's some really good shouts in there. But we're also going to, you know, put our own in too, just maybe to say there could be options about that. Maybe that Liverpool can delve into the market and be a little bit astute. Um, Alex, I'm going to go over to you first and uh, please tell us who realistically you think Liverpool could slash should sign over this next week. So um, based off reports today, uh, my target would be um, Federico Valverde from Madrid. Uh, reports from El Debate and Madrid Universal say that there was a €70 million Euro bid from uh, an anonymous either top six Premier League side or Newcastle. So someone reportedly has got gone in for him. Um, they've obviously signed Shep Chouameni, who we, we, were, we were after for a while this summer. Camavinga's, um, obviously, he looks like he's going to get more minutes. You know, uh, Ancelotti, he's a big fan of him. And... And another thing is he, he using him right mid when he's when he's such a good um he's such a good midfielder. It, it doesn't fill you with it's you know, it's not the best sign, even though Madrid they're great midfielders, but you know, the player who usually gets shifted usually is the one who, if anyone, will be surplus to requirements by by the club, unless his versatility is that good. But um I think he'd be a, phen- a phenomenal pickup. Um I've done this you know in in hoping that He'd fit into a three in midfield because I don't I don't see Klopp changing his, his system now. So I think he can he, he brings great thrust. He progressive carries per ninety or eight point five three per game, and I think that's something we we seriously lack. Um, you know Henderson, Thiago, Fabinho, none of them are picking it up and and driving at defenders, and he does that at a ninety eight percentile. So he's not only getting the ball up and he's he's got the guts to try and drive at, at midfields and defenses, but he also does it very successfully as well. Um, he two point eight nine shot creating actions again per ninety. I, I don't think we have many midfielders who, you know, force moments or um, passes that create shots. I think that's the main thing we're crying out for a bit of creativity because we can get it from our full backs, but there's there's no one in, in midfield who's, you know, who's given it in abundance. Often he three progressive passes again per game, fifteen pressures. So he's taken a lot of the boxes for Liverpool of you know what a clock midfielder needs. But I just think he he can do both fit into what a Klopp system is, but also give Liverpool fans what, what they really need. And that's for us. And that's creativity going forward. So I think, you know, with, with how it's going in Madrid and looking at Bellingham, like you've just said a minute ago, I, I can see them honestly, you know, shifting him aside just to try and fit the new toys in that cut that come into the window next season and this season as well. So for me, that, that would be, that'd be my shout. Yeah. It's, uh, they've also just now had a nice seventy million pounds from Manchester United to fund their Bellingham deal. So perhaps a Feli Valverde uh, bid as well wouldn't go amiss. And then they're essentially getting Bellingham on a free. So it's it's certainly one to look at. Rigo, uh, I'd love Valverde. <laughs> Sign me up for that one. Option A, I'd take it any day of the week. Um, for for my player, uh, the, the player I I'd like to bring in and realistic being shouted out of. Uh, by numerous Premier League squads interested in him would be Lucas Paqueta uh, from the uh, league on uh, from Lyon. Uh, as far as uh, what he can offer and bring to the table, he's 24, about to be 25, uh, Brazilian left footer. Um, as far as his stats are concerned, he he pretty much checks every box in the club midfielder, uh, from creativity to defensively, uh, creatively. Uh, he scored nine goals last season uh, with six assists. Um, and uh, as far as passes attempted in the 89th percentile, uh, dribbles completed 84th percentile, and the shot-creating actions, three 3.9 per 90. 
that would put him in the 73rd percentile. That's offering a lot more than what we currently have from midfield. And if we want to talk about defense now, this is where I think he stands out uh, above what we currently have even more. As far as pressures uh, applied per 90, he's at 23.1, which puts him at 95th percentile uh, in comparison to the top five leagues in, uh, versus midfielders. And in tackles, he's almost at three tackles a game at 2.77. So that's 99th percentile. Um, I, I think he offers a lot uh, creative, creatively as well as defensively. I think his bonding time would be expedited just considering he's used to communicating with Fabinho on the on the national on the Brazilian national team. Thiago obviously speaks Portuguese as well. So I think letting him in wouldn't take that long. His player profile matches exactly to what we would want from a midfielder. And I think he could combine either on the right side, middle or left side for us, and even in more of a, a 10 role if we were to switch formation. So that would be my shout. Uh, it seems a realistic transfer at this point, considering other squads are in for him. And we could probably get him under 50 million pounds for the transfer. His wages are outrageously low at over uh, 50,000 per week uh, pounds. So we can easily double that and, and bring him in. So that would be my shot. Liverpool certainly lack a, a dynamic and, and progressive midfielder. I think you two have identified those those talents there. Um, and Paqueta would be really interesting, actually, because a lot of clubs are in for him. Like I think Newcastle are perhaps favourites to sign him at the moment. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see if he can come and do the, you know, what he's done in league and in the Premier League as well. Um, I've gone slightly, slightly more conservative in, in, in Luka Sucic. I really wanted to honourable mention for my part, Dominic Zabozlai, but he's, he moved to RB Leipzig uh, last summer. Notoriously difficult to deal with um, Leipzig, especially this late in the window. So I didn't feel it was quite a realistic one, but he's an absolute player. Uh, he's someone who I'd love to see at Liverpool. So I went for Luka Sucic and uh, he's a 19-year-old, already a regular for the Austrian champions RB Salzburg. He managed 44 appearances last season and he had 11 goals as well. And that's really where Liverpool lack, you know, lack goals in that midfield. Not only would Liverpool be able to attract Lukas Ucic, it would also come at a significantly reduced price in comparison to one Jude Bellingham. Uh, Dortmund are obviously demanding, you know, that 146 I mentioned earlier, um, whereas Salzburg would be looking for around about £30 million pounds for, for Lukas Ucic. Um, Liverpool have a great relationship with with Salzburg and Leipzig. Um, we've seen, you know, that that the Liverpool links throughout. Mane, Keita, Canate, and obviously the latest one... Um, Canate, so being being Canate, so they've got a good relationship, a strong relationship with them. Um, although this one originally was about waiting, uh, Lukas Ucic had a very good six months in the back end of last season in in Austria, and that probably won't be enough to pick Ucic as a Bellingham alternative, but you know, needs must at this point. And he is one for the future, as I mentioned. You know, he's he's 19 years old and he is progressive. Bellingham is just about as perfect fit for Liverpool as you could get. And for that reason, Suchitz does seem a bit of a downgrade. But Suchitz this summer, hopefully Bellingham next summer, that's that's really where Liverpool need to be looking. We If we're going to get Bellingham next summer, we need someone still for now. You know, and it's not a stopgap. I think a few of the names that I mentioned might have been stopgaps, but Suchitz could be one for the future too. I'm going to run down uh, a couple of numbers too. 
he can effectively play in the central midfield position. He's played there 44 times, but he can also play central attacking midfield too. So a little bit higher up, maybe behind Darwin Nunez. Um, he's played there 25 times as well. His pressures, you know, Liverpool gang and pressing, although not so much against Manchester United, uh, 74th percentile and, and Salzburg don't play a high pressing system. So he does well in that. This is the one that I'm interested in, this shot creating action. So anything that he does, which leads to a shot, so whether it's a, a tackle, whether it's a pass, whether it's a free ball, whether it's a cross, he finds himself in the 86th percentile. And again, that's creative. That means he's creative. What he does, he leads, you know, his build at play leads to shots. His shot per 90 is in the 90th percentile too. So he's a high volume shot taker. We haven't had anyone in that midfield who does that since Philippe Coutinho and, and we never replaced. Now I get that Liverpool's midfield is about industry and it's about having an engine and it's it's about being the legs for that front three. But yesterday and this season, we have seen that we are desperate for somebody to take a little bit of responsibility in midfield when it comes to not just creating, but also perhaps, you know, scoring those goals too. Um, blocks, considering he's quite attacking, he finds himself in the 66th percentile, so he can do a defensive job too. And we know that Klopp has that for his midfielders. Um, progressive pass is quite low, actually. I thought it might be higher. He's in the 60th percentile um, for progressive passes. But again, he's he's a, a midfielder who, who goes sideways quite a bit and then will only pass forwards when he needs to. So again, it's he, he's that build-up player and then he'll find that space. He's a conservative pick for me because I think at the moment that's what Liverpool are looking at. I, I cannot see even a James Madison coming through. I think that's far too high profile for the end of this window. I think even a Jacob Ramsey or, or ridiculously so a Tielemans, um, Leicester need the cash. I, I saw place, you know, things that he's rumoured for 25 million or less. I still don't think Liverpool will go in for players like that. I think Liverpool would want a 19, 20, 21 year old who can develop. And, uh, and and perhaps bolster that midfield. And that's what Liverpool need right now. So listen, Julian Ward, if, if you're listening, we've broken down three. We've added another eight or nine that the Twitter universe and, and our contributors have, have given us. There's a few midfielders there. Let us know in the chat which ones you would also pick. Please make sure that they are realistic, though. Um, as we wind down and away slightly from transfers, we do have a, a new feature. And that is where myself, Alex and Rigo are going to pick a Liverpool player every week who you should ha definitely have in your fantasy Premier League team. Now, I was knocked off the top, top spot this week in, in my or our uh, mini league in, in the Liverpool transfer room mini league. And um, I'm probably not the best one to take advice from because of that. But we are all going to pick a player. And uh, again, it has to be a Liverpool player and you have to explain the reasons why. And this is a difficult bit. We can't all pick the same. So we're going to give you a little bit of variety too. So, Riga, I'm going to come to you first. You get first pick this week and then Alex uh, next week. Who would you pick? You have to have this player to all of our listeners in your FPL this week against Bournemouth. Uh, at this point, I would have to go with Lucho Diaz as far as the pick. Uh, he seems to be the one player on Liverpool who all three matches has just been giving it his all back and forth down that flank going everywhere. He's been all over the field trying to trying to make something happen. So that would be my pick uh, for your FPL player of the week. Man, um, if you like living life on the edge, this this is the one to go for. I have a feeling I've looked into the future. Fabio Carvalho is going to start on Saturday. He's going to score and it's going to hush the midfield rumours and everything's going to go quiet and that'll be your answer to the midfield rumours. 
Um, so yeah, my, mine's going to be Fabio Carvalho. I've, I've seen a lot saying he might get a start on Saturday because of um, his somewhat impressive display when he when he came on against United. But I've just got a feeling that um, you know he's going to come on, he's going to impress, and then that's going to be the reason we don't go and sign a midfielder, uh, according to you know the Klopp and whatever. So yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, he um, he was a little spark yesterday as well, and obviously he you know. Didn't quite get the assist for Salah's goal, but he certainly played a, uh, played a massive role in it. And it's an obvious pick. I, I was actually torn between these two players because one's less obvious in Trent Alexander-Arnold, but this boy will come good. Um, and we're against Bournemouth who, who don't score too many goals. So there is that clean sheet in the back of my mind and Trent could create something. And obviously we know like defenders who create, they, they get a lot of points. Um, so Trent was in the back of my mind, um, but I think... You've just got to stick with Mohamed Salah. You know, he broke another record. He's now Liverpool's eighth top goal scorer. Um, he's hunting down, you know, Robbie Fowler, etc. And even though he didn't have the best game, he still scored. And that's that's why you should have Salah in your team. I was debating actually this week. There were three good captain choices, Salah, Kane and uh, Gabriel Jesus. And I went for Salah, thankfully. And it turned out that that was correct. I was on the 70th minute thinking, oh, I've made the wrong decision. But, you know, he's a penalty taker for Liverpool. He's going to score goals and Bournemouth are, are frail, Bournemouth are weak. Liverpool are going to have a reaction. They need a reaction. They have to have a reaction after these first three games. And, you know, they, they need to come out and Anfield needs to be roaring. So uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to say Mohamed Salah. I think they're three great picks. Um, I, I generally do. And I believe that Carvalho... To, to Liverpool's detriment, he might be the future. And uh, Alex makes a really good point about if he can play midfield alongside Elliot with Fabi sitting there, that's pretty regressive and that's that's pretty creative as well. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure that you check out the YouTube channel, that you subscribe all down below on the, on the Spotify, on the Apple, on TuneIn Radio. Make sure that you give us those five stars because you've been absolutely phenomenal throughout this window. And we're sorry that we didn't bring you any more transfer news yet. But there is still time. Thank you for listening. This has been the Room Podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. As always, up the Reds and take care of yourselves. <laughs>